Hi, this is Jessica Valenti, and you're listening to Abortion Every Day. Today is Tuesday, January 17th, 2023, and I'm glad to be talking to you guys again, though I still am not better from COVID, unfortunately. I was starting to feel better. I felt better for a couple of days. I even tested negative, and then I got the the dreaded rebound COVID. Um, and that's what I've been dealing with for the last few days. I'm almost right back where I started, honestly. It's sort of a bummer. And I've been isolating and, and just in my room for the past week, not leaving. I don't want to get my, my husband or daughter sick. Uh, so it's been it's been a bummer. But I was determined to um, to do this today. But you're going to have to forgive me if I'm a little slow or if I <laughs> mess up on something. I hope that you will be patient. The weirdest thing about having COVID, this is the first time I've had it, has been in terms of reading and writing um, and, and speaking, it almost feels like when I had a concussion a few years back, where I'm like reading for a little bit and then I get a terrible headache, or I'm writing for a little bit and I, and I feel nauseous. It's just been the most bizarre experience. In any case, no one wants to hear all about my COVID, but I did want to say thank you to everyone for their patience and support last week, and I got a lot of very nice messages from you all, so I appreciate that. Also, if you are new here, if you are a new paying subscriber and this is your first time listening, welcome. We had a a big influx of paying subscribers over the last week, and so this might be the first time you're listening to the audio version of the newsletter. This really is like a non-podcast podcast. It's very informal, very conversational, very similar to the written newsletter, but it is a space for me to give a little bit more off-the-cuff commentary and just a little bit more information and news and opinion to the paying subscribers, just a way for me to say thank you. That said, because I've been sick, because I still am sick, today's edition might be a little less uh, sparkly than usual. So I hope that you'll forgive me and keep listening in the coming days and weeks. All that said, let's get started. Lots of stuff going on today. So we'll start off in the States. Some distressing news, unfortunately. On Sunday evening, an Illinois Planned Parenthood was set on fire and it sustained significant damage. Thankfully, nobody was in the Peoria Planned Parenthood at the time, but a firefighter was sent to the hospital with injuries. Jennifer Welch, who is the president of Planned Parenthood of Illinois, said senseless acts of vandalism have been on the rise across the country, and Illinois has become a target as extreme and divisive rhetoric increases. And of course, as you know, clinic violence has been on the rise for several years now. Multiple reports have have shown that. And what's extra ironic, of course, is this comes right on the heels of Republicans, you know, trying to pass that legislation condemning violence against anti-abortion causes, which is, I'm sorry, not really a thing. Meanwhile, our least favorite state attorney general, Steve Marshall in Alabama, is walking back his assertion that the state can use chemical endangerment laws to prosecute women who take abortion medication, despite the state's ban prohibiting arresting women. You may remember the actual abortion ban in Alabama prohibits prosecuting women for abortion, but I reported last week that the Alabama attorney general planned to prosecute women under a different law, under the chemical endangerment law, if they took abortion medication. But now he's walking back that statement and he says it's only providers who can be arrested, even though we know the state has already been targeting pregnant women using chemical endangerment as a cause. And of course, we, we don't have a reason to believe him. Um, we know the state has already been doing this. But I think that the fact that that Marshall felt that public pressure enough 
that he had to change his position is really, really good news. And it's and honestly, it's good news for the work that we're doing here, because it goes to show that shining a light on what Republicans are doing absolutely has an impact and it works. And so I was really proud to see this. It made me feel like we had a, like a nice little a nice little impact there. Marshall also recently signed on to a letter with other state AGs urging the head of the FDA to reverse their decision, making abortion medication available at retail pharmacies. And something that's related that I wanted to point out, just a reminder, that the FDA's decision to allow abortion medication at pharmacies doesn't supersede state laws on the pills, right? So in Florida, for example, patients need to get abortion medication directly from a doctor. And last week, the state's health department sent out a letter to healthcare providers warning them about that regulation. And of course, that's a that's a Ron DeSantis thing, but, but we knew that. It looks like it is time to update our list of stupid shit Republicans say. This, this one is, it really takes the cake. Um, while defending his bill to strip rape and incest exceptions from the state's abortion ban, Idaho's Senator Scott Herndon compared his legislation to the work of Martin Luther King Jr. He said he spent 13 years advancing the civil rights of people based on certain characteristics, and this does the same thing fucking gross, but that's not even, it, it, it just continues to get worse. So when Democrat Melissa Wintrow pointed out to Herndon that this bill would force a teenager who was raped by a family member to carry a pregnancy, he rejected the characterization saying, quote, these are merely natural circumstances. Natural. He then went on to say, some people could describe the situation that you're talking about as the opportunity to have a child in those terrible circumstances if the rape actually occurred. How many fucking horrible things can you say in one sentence? Natural circumstances, an opportunity if the rape actually occurred. Then, because he couldn't just shut the fuck up, he told a story about a woman in Montana who wrote a book about being raped by her stepfather and how, quote, that child that she actually had proved to be incredibly cathartic for her and a huge blessing in her life. There is something so seriously wrong with these men. If you'd like to listen to more of the audio version of Abortion Every Day, please consider signing up for a paid subscription. It really is the best way to support the work that I am doing here. And it's a great community to be a part of, honestly. Like the comment section is just fantastic. So I hope that you'll consider it. Thanks for listening.